0: hello welcome once more to the love pill this is your host the samaritan woman i'm so sorry i've been missing for a couple of days missing as in um, i haven't had the chance to put out a new episode it's been um, quite busy on my end I'm going to try to make them more frequent, but thank you so much for tuning in, thank you for staying with me, and to those of you, if it's your first time listening in, you are quite welcome, like I like to say, make yourself comfortable, and let's get started. So, last time we talked about uh, unhealthy self-love, and we particularly focused on the narcissist. So this time we're going to talk about healthy self-love. However, we are going to focus on the empath. And um, now, from the very start of this podcast, not today's episode, but the love pill as a whole, I did mention that although I take a lot of my stuff, um, sometimes from the Bible, sometimes it's just my musings. So if you are very religious... Um, You might have to unlearn that on this podcast. Everyone is welcome. You don't have to be religious. You don't have to, you know, just keep an open mind because sometimes I will talk on subjects that are not necessarily mainstream, that are not necessarily considered, um, quote unquote, kosher or, you know, religious or something like that. But I promise you, I come to you with love I give it to you with love and I pray that you receive it with love and that you send love back my way. This is a love pill. We all need that love pill in our lives every day. It's a daily dosage of love. Well, now that we're in, let's get started. Who's an empath? Now, there are different definitions of what an empath is. Depending on who you ask, there are people that will tell you, you know, it's, you know, well, in it's, in its most basic definition, an empath is someone that can show empathy for another. Now that brings us the word empathy. Now it's being able to understand, relate, share the feelings of someone else. And sometimes even it, it, it goes as far as an animal. Um, so you know, let's say that empaths are highly sensitive people. These highly sensitive people is a whole other category sometimes that people feel is separate from the empath. But what people don't understand is that the empath is a broad spectrum, just like the narcissist is a broad spectrum. Um, Think of any kind of spectrum like the autism spectrum. And sometimes even on the empath spectrum, you would find the the, um, autistic uh, people on there, so it's it's a very broad spectrum that covers a lot of things. But the empath spectrum has um, people of varying gifts and abilities. And as a, if you are a Christian, and and when I say Christian here, I'm not talking about people that just subscribe to whatever it is that they learn in whatever church it is that they go. I'm talking about, and and don't practice anything that Christ taught, or don't try to practice it, because nobody's perfect, we're all sinners, but, um, what I'm talking about is, like, being, you know, trying to follow what it was that Christ taught, And, and we're going to talk about that some other time, but, um... As far as empathy goes, as far as being an empath, the Christian aspect of of it is mostly, you know, to do with the fruits and the gifts of the spirit. And so you can be Christian and be an empath. Actually, you should be. Um, And the more you grow spiritually, the more you grow, the more gifts you're given. And people try to make it seem like it's a weird thing if you're a Christian and you're gifted. And people, some people think, oh, it's only the pastor that's got to have these gifts because he's anointed. What tell? What tells you you are not anointed? Does the pastor have two heads or the priest or whomever it is that you see? You are just as anointed, maybe even a little more. We have different gifts. Some have one, some have two, some have many more. Um, and so we have to start looking at it a little bit differently. And also, Christ did say that of the things that he did, of the miracles he performed, he said, we were going to do those and even more. Have your faith in him and you should be able to do those and even more. So why is it that we feel like if you have certain abilities or certain gifts, then they maybe have come from the devil or something like that. That's not the case. It's just we are at a time when God has sent certain people into the earth to come and be empathetic in different ways and I'll try to break it down today because I want that the next time we talk we actually talk about you know the spiritual connection among other connections between the narcissist and the empath but today I really want to dwell on the empath so that we we know well not really know i'm no expert again i like to remind myself and everyone else of that i am not an expert i'm just sharing what it is that i know and i do welcome comments questions um and everything else that you can leave you have the ability to leave a voicemail so please do I do welcome it. If you have any questions about anything that I talk about, if you happen to know a little more than I know, maybe a lot more than I know, please feel free to share. Please share in love as well because like I said, I'm giving it in love and I pray that you receive it with love and you send it back with love, right? Okay, let's keep it moving. So we're talking about the highly sensitive empath. empath. That's that HSP, highly sensitive person this is usually someone whose five senses are highly attuned they're very heightened and these senses usually can understand a lot more of what's going on around them and these are people that you can come around and they can feel your emotions they can feel when you're sad when you're angry when you are troubled without you even saying anything you might not even have expressed it even in your facial countenance but they have already sensed it they can sense a little more than that they can sense sometimes if you're pregnant they can sense sometimes and it's just a knowing it's not it's not anything magical it's not something that they do it's just a knowing there are some things that you just know that you know and you can't really explain to someone how you know it, but you just know. So an HSP or highly sensitive person is like that. And the thing about highly sensitive people, empaths, as a, a for for the majority, is that because they can feel other people's feelings, it's very easy to absorb that. It's very easy to start mimicking what you're feeling, because sometimes. You, you don't know if you're sad because someone else near you, around you, or someone you're familiar with is going through something. Sometimes it's very easy to internalize that. So it's something that um, when you're in empathy, you always kind of have to learn to separate yourself from what it is that you feel. And a lot of empaths avoid crowds. They don't like crowded places because it's a lot of emotions, it's a lot of energies, you feel all of that, you, you all of that is it's like you're like a sponge, you just take it all, and it's a lot for one person to deal with. So, in a crowd, it's very, very hard. And um, a lot of times, empaths avoid crowds because of that. They also avoid conflict for the most part, which is what makes them um, so appealing to a narcissist because an empath would rather not have any conflicts with you because they don't want to have to deal with your pain or your sadness or your anger, whatever emotion it is that you're going to have in, in relation to what they are going to be um, saying to you in in relation to your conflict. Um, Now, you know, sometimes there are people that are born that way. It's just who they are and they've been you know, having these gifts and, and many others, not just the ability to feel what other people feel, to feel what animals feel. There are empaths that are geosentient, which means that they feel, you know, geographical elements. They feel, you know, that a storm is about to hit before it hits, or they see it, or they or they see storms and hurricanes and natural disasters and earthquakes and stuff like that. They, they can sense it, they can feel it. There are those that can, um, you know, feel like, like they say they can talk to a tree, you know, things like that. It's just um it's it's an it's something sometimes that they're born with now. There are also those that become empaths after they've had an NDE. An NDE is a near death experiment and I'm uh, sorry, a near death experience. And a lot of empaths have had near death experiences. A lot of empaths usually don't have it easy here um on earth um they they go through struggles they go through trials they they for the most part don't have a good health bill or they um usually have short lifespans sometimes well not usually but sometimes they do um because they're on earth for a specific purpose Usually, it's to share the love of God, and then they, in what one way or another, and then you know they're called home. Um, but yeah, so sometimes after you've had your a, a near-death experience, you know, usually with near-death experiences, you most people have the. Uh, experience of having met with God or whatever form of the Godhead that they they, they meet with or you know, be it God, be it A- whatever messengers from above that they meet with and, and usually it's like you get sent back to earth. Sometimes you get sent back to Earth and you got you get clear instructions about what it is that you're coming back to do and sometimes you get sent back and you find out that you were back here and you got these abilities. Um, and, and the abilities are not for nothing. You don't, to whom much is given, much is expected. So you don't just get to have those abilities to walk around and show off, right? You're not Hancock the superhero. You're more, you know, uh, of a helpful one, more helpful than destructive. Uh, sorry if Hancock was a poor choice. Now I know there are probably going to be some listeners who are big Hancock fans. Shout out to Will Smith, um, <laughs> it's just I just thought of how clumsy he was, and that's why I said Hancock. Mm. Now, there are people sometimes who have learned certain alternative healing ways that have kind of you know brought them into becoming empathetic or women who had children have had who've had difficult births something like that these people are adaptive empaths that situations enlighten them more keen to to feeling other people's pain and being able to help other people um, most empaths now have some kind of what the world will consider psychic abilities, but it's just the ability to be able to foretell certain things, foresee certain things. Um, and it doesn't mean that everybody that has these abilities is necessarily empathetic. You know, em- being an empath, com- it's, it's primarily being an you know feeling empathy for other people and empathy and sympathy are two different things I could sympathize with you as in you went through something and well I'm so sorry to hear that but I'm not necessarily feeling what you're feeling and empath actually feels what you feel they go through that pain it's kind of hard to explain to someone who isn't one or who doesn't really understand the concept but if you do Empaths actually feel what you feel. It's very weird Um, Sometimes if you're an empath and someone calls you and they're saying to you something like oh, you know today I've just had a headache all day. My head just hurts Literally as they say it your head begins to hurt you can literally pinpoint where it is they're hurting It could be someone who has cancer and you look at them and you see it lights up. They don't see that. Nobody else sees that. When you see them, when you look at them, you see like it's like, like you were seeing like an x-ray of them, even though they're standing right in front of you and you can usually pinpoint either where the cancer is or where they're feeling the pain. You can usually pinpoint that, it's just certain abilities. And some empaths have natural healing abilities. Some empaths have just psychic ability. They don't heal necessarily, but they can see. They can foresee certain things. They're highly intuitive. Um, you know, they just know certain things that normal people may not necessarily know. It's just kind of subconsciously there. And uh, sometimes trying to explain that to regular people, you kind of, you know, they look at you like you're crazy or something like that. Um, But it's not really, it's not really the case. It's not really the case. Well, for tonight, I will kind of leave it at that. We're going to talk more about empaths next time. We're also going to talk more about the relationship between empaths and narcissists. Uh, we'll talk a little bit. We'll try to look at a couple of cases of empaths or empathy in the Bible um, and narcissists or narcissism in the Bible as well. We will maybe touch on a couple of cases in Call It A Day um, as far as the series goes. But at the end of the day, it's just talking about empaths. It's just to understand that these are people that especially when you meet the highly sensitive now not all highly sensitive people are empaths but when you meet a highly sensitive person who's an empath a lot of times these people for instance cannot watch violent movies you know they don't watch horror movies things like that because to you it's just a movie to them it's stuff that they feel deep inside um, and a lot of times they in real life might have experienced that because a lot of this the, the the more it seems the more hard times or hardship and empath experiences the stronger they get not I'm not just talking about strength as in you know your experiences make you stronger but I'm talking about stronger as in their gifts their abilities the gifts uh, expand and they 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 don't just develop to be stronger gifts, but they sometimes might have more gifts added onto them. It's kind of like, I would say life is like a video game, you know, you play one step, you, you are able to defeat whatever obstacle it was that you were given at that step, so you move on to the next step. Life is like that in general, and for empaths, it's like sometimes that is how they're able to gain more ability it's just by dealing with the things that have happened you overcome one thing and something else you know happens another thing happens sometimes a lot of empathy you know they struggle with school or when they're done with school then you know work is not always like life is not easy things come hard now the the bright side of it most empaths are free spirits and the reason why is because you kind of have to be that way to be able to empathize with people you can't really be judgmental you can't be you can't hold things against people you can't stay angry at people it's just and for a lot of empaths forgiveness comes very naturally It's not something they have to really work on. It's not something they really have to think twice about it. It's kind of like, you know, I was angry at you today, this morning, by evening. We're good. We're good. It's, It's done with because they just don't have that ability. They don't have that ability to hold onto stuff. It messes up with them. It messes up with their energy. It messes up with their mind, their spirit. They cannot do any of the gifts that they have. If it's a gift of healing, they cannot heal while they're angry. If it's a gift of prayer, they can't successfully intercede. Most empaths are intercessors. We pray for other people and it's kind of hard for them to be able to do that if they have all this anger and bitterness and whatever else within them it's very very easy it's much easier for them to be able to let it go which is another thing that the narcissist takes advantage of because he thinks that he has a one up on them but one thing I always like to say is that you know when you look at the empath and narcissist relationship spiritually it's again a question of um, I'm here because you're there I feel in my opinion that the empaths are here because the narcissists are, are here it's not the other way around people think that the narcissists are here because the empaths are here but it's not the, it's not the case i think that the empaths were sent so that they could help the narcissists out still so give them a chance at redemption which unfortunately most the majority of narcissists don't take that chance unfortunately they don't take that chance at redemption that they are given by the empath. They think they got one up on the empath, but I'm like, listen, what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? It's one of those situations, I think, in my opinion, that the empath came came here purposely to help the narcissist out um, and try to give him that shot. And, uh, you know, empaths are always trying to help people out. Um, You know, they're always very curious They want to know more about life, about the world, about the universe, about, you know, the metaphysical, um, or the unseen. They want to know more about holistic things, things that are more natural, um, you know, finding most of them because they, you know, healing is one of the gifts that they have. Most of them, because of that gift, you know, want to reconnect want to do things as naturally as possible because of that um you know they tend to be they tend to be in certain professions like teachers doctors nurses you know any caretaking fields psychologists um just in a way that they're able to empathize with people um It's just it's it's a broad spectrum. A lot of empaths have health issues, and it could range, you know, from something like just constant migraines to, you know, chronic fatigue syndrome, irritable bowel syndrome. Um, a lot of lower back issues, a lot of ulcers and digestive issues, endometriosis, fibroids. Um, these are all things that have to do with, you know, carrying emotions that are unexpressed, carrying talents that are unexpressed or underexpressed. Because we live in a world where people have to sometimes suppress their inner abilities, suppress their ingenuity, suppress their thoughts. Um, to be able to, to fit within the mold. And um, unfortunately for the empath, sometimes that just builds other things because they're not here to fit in a mold. They're supposed to be able to stand outside and look inside and fix whatever it is that we send here to help fix. Um, a lot of empaths are overweight and they struggle with this all their life. Again, it's got to do with those um, emotions that are held in those, uh, the pain that's held in from other people, when when you're not able to um, separate that, those energies from yourself, it's got to do with suppressed talents, suppressed emotions, suppressed a, a lot of things that they're dealing with. Um, you know, it, it's it's a lot. They um, like I said, they love nature. They love being outside. They love, you know, um, as natural as things can can be, and um, you know, they and and they because of their highly intuitive nature, they can tell when you're lying. They know when a lie is about to come out your mouth, and they. I know that people say women always know that, but. I think empaths take it to a whole other level. Now the difference is this though. It's very hard before an empath calls you out and says you're lying. Even though they feel it. They just usually would give you a, a certain look that makes you know like I know you what you're saying right now is you know it's not true. But I'm gonna let you slide with this one. And sometimes when you let them slide as an empath, it's like within you, it eats you up inside that you let them slide because your job really is to call them out, but to call them out lovingly, to call them out in love so that they don't feel hated. They don't feel insecure. You still got to show love. Um, so it's, it's a very fine line to cross um, a lot of empaths like being by themselves. They like solitude. Um, there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. I think that empaths know that difference very well. They know how to be alone and not be lonely. A lot of times an empath is, doesn't feel lonely because they feel surrounded by their thoughts. They feel surrounded by the energies they can uh, contact uh, or that come in contact with them um, be it spiritual, um, you know, be it physical or whatever it is, um, so they don't really always feel alone, um, a lot of times they don't know how to mask their emotions, um, or fake their emotions, you know, if, if an empath is at work and they're not happy with their working conditions, usually they're the ones that would speak for everybody else and usually get fired while everyone else sweeps it under the rug and pretends like everything is good and ends up having a heart attack. Um, the empath, for the most part, will be that one that will say the way people are being treated right now seems unfair, we, you, you know, management needs to do better, or something like that. So usually they're the ones that lose their jobs. They <laughs> actually get fired and and they they're not um what's the word they're not like they don't they don't attack you and this don't they don't attack you but you feel cornered because they they speak the truth they tell you what is and that is very much what christ would like us to do he wants us to stand for the truth he is the truth and you have to have him and you to have that truth within you. Um, a lot of empaths feel like an alien. Like they don't belong in this world. And I think a lot of times that has to do with just the fakeness that's in the world. You know, this matrix we live in. They feel that they don't belong here. It's like they, you know, they know they came from somewhere else. They know they're just here on a mission. And... Um, when that mission's done, they, they're always ready to go, usually they're ready to go, they, mean they know for sure what that mission is um you know, they, they feel, like I said empathy for people, especially people that are suffering that are struggling you know, people that are in any kind of pain, be it emotional, physical uh, people that are traumatized people that are you know, even dealing with addictions and stuff like that um They, an empath would try to reach out, reach out and try to see whether they can help heal that person in one way or another. Again, this is one of the reasons why the empath, um, and the narcissist have that relationship because the empath always feels they're going to save the narcissist. Even though the narcissist feels he doesn't need saving, he's totally fine being the narc that he is. Um... empaths are big daydreamers they love to daydream <laughs> and uh, the reason why is that a lot of times they're able to visualize things and sometimes not just visualize things but sometimes an empath especially those that um are psychic or like what the world calls psychic what i would say those that have the gift of knowledge um they sometimes can see stuff they can see stuff, hear stuff, uh, that the ordinary person doesn't see or hear. And so that's why they kind of love daydreaming. Um, and you know, they don't, you know, like I said, they're free spirits. They don't like to be put in a box. Um, nothing that would confine them. Um they don't like like if you if you were married to an empath and you try to you know keep them home and you don't allow them to socialize and mind you they won't socialize in crowds for the most part but they have to have some kind of um escape let me put it that way be it a hobby be it traveling be it you know, hanging out with their friends every now and then, getting a drink, or just having a alone time, going to the movies, you'd find a lot of empaths who go to movies by themselves, or go to dinner by themselves, and stuff like that, um, and, uh, if you were someone who would, you know, come around and give them rules, like, oh, well, we gotta do this together, we always have to be together, you know, it's suffocating to an empath, it's very, very suffocating. Um, when you always want to be around them, they, because you come in with your energy and sometimes your energy is too low for the empath and you don't know what it is that empath is dealing with at that moment. They be, they might be, um, you know, praying for someone's healing or, you know, whatever it is that they're dealing with in a positive way. You come in with your negative energy and you're in their space all the time. It messes up that work they're doing. Um, so that's why they kind of like their solitude sometimes, just a way for them also to recharge because when you do work with people's energies, it drains you up inside, it really, really drains you up inside. So a lot of times they have to recuperate and, um, you can't be recuperating if you're still going up and down, um, taking care of somebody else's issues 24 seven. Sometimes you need that time alone. And that's something that a lot of empaths need to learn to do is to be able to take that time alone to themselves, heal, recharge, and then come back even stronger, right? Um, and, uh, you know, empaths have, those that are very, very sensitive, be it ge- geosentient or clear sentient or You know, any of those like really sensitive ones, um, certain days, certain seasons, certain times, certain phases of the moon and things like that affect them. Um, and people can't understand why, right? (laughs) People can't really understand why it's like, you know, and then sometimes it's hard for an empath to decide what they, what they need or what they want. Um, and that comes into play sometimes with relationships, they would know what they don't want, you know, they don't want to be treated poorly, they they definitely want to be loved, but they can't really tell you, oh, you know, I want a tall man, a dark man, a fair man, a short man, a, a skinny man, a, you know, a fat man, whatever it is, they can't really tell you, they can't really tell you, oh, you know you know open the door for me every time or no i don't want him to know them like they can't they can't really tell you um, they're like you know within them they know what they want though that's just it's kind of hard for them to decide on that sometimes and um, because also they don't focus on them- themselves a lot of times um, they find it a little hard to take care of their needs cuz they're taking care of everyone else's um it's something to kind of watch out for because like I was saying. They need to take time to recharge every now and then. Um, so it's one thing. Like go get yourself pampered. You know get your nails done. Get your hair done every now and then. Doesn't have to be expensive. But get it done. Um, so that you kind of know which way you're going. Um, and uh, for those. Especially the, the empathetic. Or have the gift of healing. There's that warmth that you feel in your hands it's like warm energy you'd know it you know you know that energy it's between if you put your hands like you don't get them touching but don't get your palms touching but put them face facing each other you feel that warmth um, it's like it's going from one palm to the other and back and forth you feel it it's just there um, and that that usually is your your um, healing anointing. Um, which is something that's hard to explain again to people that don't have these gifts that don't even understand them. Um, you know, sometimes they, uh, because you can, you know, for those that are clear sentient or psychic or whatever word it is that you want to use, um, you know, they have the gift of knowledge, um, they have the gifts, you know, different gifts, the spirit sometimes you get to see what's considered paranormal you get to see spirits you get to see ghosts um you hear voices and you're not crazy i'm not talking schizophrenia i'm talking stuff that just other people can't necessarily see or hear but that are there because you are you can see beyond the physical realm um And you're sensitive to used things sometimes because of that. Because if you went to a store and you bought I I don't know, a ring. Like, I don't buy used jewelry for that reason. Because when I see a piece of used jewelry right off the bat, I can feel the energy of the person that wore that before. And uh, a lot of times I can tell if they're alive or dead. Uh, I can tell, you know, if they're dead, what age it was they died. And stuff like that. So it's... um, something like I don't really want to wear that, Um, you know, but a lot of times stuff that you feel and, um, you know, um, sometimes you feel like you can control um, electrical devices just with your thought, Um, sometimes you feel like you can even control certain things that happen, Um, Just with your thought. And I think that it's not just an empath thing. I think that a lot of us human beings have these gifts to control these things. We just don't use them because we think that it's an... Either we feel it's an inability or we think it's magic. If you do, it's not magic. If it just comes naturally, you're not going to any sorcery school to learn it. You're not singing any weird incantations. I see people that say they're empaths sometimes and they are practicing all sorts of things incantations and, and 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 you know dealing with with certain tools certain charms or whatever and no it's not that it's all natural it comes naturally you don't need these gimmicks or gadgets or whatever it's just innate it's within you you can't explain it. it's just there you know you don't need these aids it's just there it's a gift from God so it's just within it's all within, it's nothing that, you know, I I can't ever understand why, uh, people need a crystal ball or anything of the sort, um, you know, to, to, uh, look into the future or something like that, and then they tell you they're, they're, they, they have these, um, empath abilities, um, no, honey, you have your crystal wall <laughs> you know you should be able as an empath if, if your gift is as is, is, you know to be able to see you should just be able to see you don't need tools it's just you know when god has a message he wants you to see something he's going to show you you don't need any tools you don't need any kind of rituals rites or anything that you need to say for that to happen um you know You'd get very vivid dreams, and a lot of times these dreams are um, foretelling what's to come. And um, sometimes they're not necessarily in in um, in the way that some, some, sometimes it's symbols of certain things, and you kind of start having to learn what these symbols are. And uh, basically, I'm just trying to tell people that you know, certain things are just natural. It's the way God made you. You're not an alien necessarily. You're not strange. That's what I'm trying to say. God made you in his image and his likeness, and you're fearfully and very wonderfully made. Um, So you can be a Christian as in you are a follower of the true Christ, not the one that is being faked out, but the true Christ You are a follower of the true Christ and you have these gifts. It's not strange. It is not weird. A lot of times people will hate you in the world because they don't understand you. Um, Sometimes just, you know, being around you, they hate you uh, and they don't understand that what it is that they're hating is the light within you. It's sometimes a little too bright for the ordinary person to stand. I'm not putting anybody down by saying that, but I'm trying to explain those empaths that are dealing with that that are dealing with you know be it your family nobody ever understands you in your family nobody ever understands you you're always like people always you know come at you sideways and things like that be strong um number one that's one of the ways you grow that's one of the ways your abilities grow number two um that's just what your mission is and you always have to, well, I know you're human and we all are. And every now and then and some things would really get at you. Some things would really hurt you, especially when they come from family. And all along you mean well. You, you don't mean them any harm. You have nothing but love for them. And they come at you sideways or they interpret whatever it is. Um, it can really be painful. It can really, really hurt. And uh, But you have to be strong and just remember, well, it's okay to cry too. You know, God made tears for a reason, honey. If he didn't make tears, we'd all die of heart attacks. Um, so, yeah, be strong. But, when you know, if you need to cry, cry and be strong. <laughs> um, most empaths are natural-born leaders just because they feel the emotions of everybody. So they know, well, with this person, I kind of have to handle you like an egg and then you have to handle you like you're already a chick that is hopping around and then you you're already a full grown chicken you, you know it all you're the head of this place so I'm going to handle you differently um and they kind of have to do that so they make really great leaders and because they're able to read people they're able to understand people they're also able to foretell certain things so they know if you have empathy in your organization it'd be great if you put those people in a position of leadership or another because a lot of times they have a vision as to where something is going before you even know that it's going there. And, uh, you know, sometimes they, um, you know, random people would open up to you. That's that's a, a sign um, a lot of times of random people. Sometimes you meet someone for the first time and they tell you their entire life story. They tell you their problems. They tell you their struggles. People just come up to you and ask you to pray for them. Um, and stuff like that, and um, those are all gifts, that's the Spirit of God within you, um, that is making these people come towards you, that's that's just what it is, and, and, you know, I personally think that Christ was the original empath, I think that these gifts that empaths have today all come from Him, um, well, it's coming from the Holy Spirit to be specific of which of the Godheads it is, but... Um, I feel that Christ was the original empath that walked the earth. Um, Now there might have been others out there, and I haven't researched all the original empaths, (laughs) let me put it that way, but I feel that he was. And um, I think that as Christians, it's only normal if you are. I think it is always normal um, if you are. Relationships, like I said, kind of are not easy for an empath because you need that alone time. You need time to be able to help other people out. And a lot of times because you're that person, everybody else comes to you. They don't even know why, but they all come to you. They all all come to you for help. And sometimes you can find yourself interceding for several people at a time. And sometimes with interceding for people, you might have to fast. You might have to... Go away to have alone time with God in a place of solitude, um, which is not always practical if you're in a relationship and someone's in love with you and they want to spend time with you. Because when you are in love, you want to have that person around, you want to spend time with them, you want to I even mean, if it's just to hold their hand, look in their eyes, smile at them, and have them smile back. And um, sometimes because you're an empath and you're doing this mission for God. It is kind of hard um, for you to be able to do that fully, and um, also with relationships, it's very easy to connect too quick, too soon to people because you're able to feel stuff at a very deep level. So you get to connect so so strongly with them, but then it, you have to kind of be careful because you don't want to connect too fast and get too deep with someone and it turns out they are a narcissist it's kind of like uh-oh <laughs> you know um and um, you know because you you carry a lot of compassion you can t- you can tend to start carrying the responsibilities and the baggage of your partner you can begin to take uh, responsibility for their mistakes for things that go wrong even when they do you wrong when they don't treat you right you might have to, you might want to start taking responsibility for that and and just being like well i could treat them better and stuff and you keep doing all these sacrifices and still you know it won't mean a thing to them um well basically that covers it for today i'm i hope that you have enjoyed listening to this Now, it has been a very long show today. As usual, I just want to remind everyone that this is a no-judgment zone. It is a place of love. It is a place where I want everyone to come in and feel connected to God, connected to God's love, whatever definition it is that you define God to be. Um, I personally choose to be a follower of Christ The Christ that I know personally within me that I have encountered. Not necessarily, you know, the one that is preached in some churches today, but the one that I have encountered. And I invite everyone to share that encounter now. Um, if you don't, it is okay. His love abounds. He still loves you. And uh, I love you. I love you just the way you are in whatever it is that you believe in. I still love you. Um... So this is an open space. Come through in love. Receive the love that I give. Come with your love. And if you have any issues, whatever it is, I'm no expert. But whatever it is that you are going through, if you need someone to join their faith with you, their faith with you and pray with you, please do not hesitate. Leave me a voicemail. I will gladly pray with you or for you or, or both, whichever works for you. So if you have any prayer prayer requests, It could be anything, it could be your child is sick, it could be you having, um, you're you're jobless, you've been looking for a job, whatever it is, no, you know, God has, He's a merciful God, He has mercy on all of us, we're all sinners, we're here every day, each day we live, each second we have ahead is solely by His grace, so I don't take that grace for granted. Um, I, I would love to make better use of it and, uh, be able to help out my fellow human. So please reach out. Um, and, and, sometimes if it's just a concern you have, you've had a horrible day at work, you're having a hard time with your spouse. You don't have to tell me what, what the issue is, but you just need someone to just talk to. Maybe you feel lonely. You just need someone to talk to, someone to hear you out, just hear you vent, Whatever it is, please feel free to reach out. Don't bottle it up. Life is too short. Be happy. Be healthy. Be free. Breathe. You know, just take some time, some time, and just inhale and exhale, right? And just, just breathe. Just enjoy life within you. And be grateful for every second, every moment you are given. It is truly a gift. Do not waste it. Come and be loved. Give out love, the love you receive, share it out to others. Um, I'm giving virtual hugs to all of you. Please feel hugged. Please feel loved. Please feel cared for, prayed for, and may God continue to bless you. If you don't feel blessed, trust me, you are just by the fact that you are alive. It is a big blessing. Don't take it for granted. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Once more, here is your host, the Samaritan woman, signing off on the love pill.